Hello and welcome to the podcast with me, Steve O'Connor. Um, yeah, so it's Sunday morning. I'm back here again, as promised, um, which is really good for me because one of the things that I really struggle with, which I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit in this podcast, is consistency. And I struggle with, I make plans and I, I struggle with um, sticking to them and, and carrying them out. And one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was it means that every Sunday, stroke Monday morning, um, at the very latest, I am going to sit down and I am going to go through my diary for the week uh, and I am going to speak to you guys. And it's also a bit of therapy for myself as well in that I get to verbalise the issues that are, and things that I've put down in, in my journal throughout the week. This week's been a really, really good week actually and, and there's been quite a few... Um, light bulb moments for me, um, which which I'm going to share with you. But but say consistency for me is is something that that I've really decided to work on in 2023, and I started to work on that on the you know I think my real um, step into consistency started on the 23rd of January 2023. In that um, I started my running streak, um, and my running streak <clears throat> for anybody who doesn't know is basically. Just making sure that you get out there and you do a run every single day. Now, um, that run can be as long as you like, but it can't be any shorter than a mile. So every every day, every day you've got to get out and run at least a mile. So I've done this before, um, and the highest I've ever got up to with any kind of running streak was around about 49, 50 days, somewhere around there. And then... I've got up, I've had a bad day, and I thought, oh, do you know what? I just can't be bothered today. That's it. it doesn't matter. It's only a running streak. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, gonna sack this off, and then, you know, maybe I'll start again in the future. Um, but this time, I was, um, I, I knew that the main goal was to work on this consistency and getting up and doing, doing something every day and having that discipline to do it. So. I work through that, and there was those times around about sort of 30, 40 days where I was thinking, it's not a massive amount of time that I've been running now, so I could just give that up, and I could just stop, and it really doesn't matter, because it's only 30 days, and I can be back up to to this level in in no time at all, but I I pushed through that, and, and got out and did the mile, and I've got a couple of little different mile routes, um, around my house now that I know I can go out and it's literally you know to get out and do a mile what what it's going to be even if you take it slow it's going to be 10-12 minutes and that's it 10-12 minutes of your life to get out there and do that so even if you've had a really shit day at work and you come home and you can't be bothered for the sake of two minutes putting your kit on a 10 minute run and another three minute shower you know it's 15 minutes of your day you can do it <laughs> I know I can do it, so so I got out there and 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 I've started doing that, and it's worked really well for me. And I, for me, and I, I would recommend this to anybody: if you're going to get out, and you want to work on your consistency, start a running streak, but make sure that you commit to sixty days. Because once you get to that sixty day point, it really does become part of your identity and part of who you are. And also tell everybody what you're doing as well. Tell everybody you're on this running streak and that you're going to get out there and you're going to do it. Post it on Strava, post it on Facebook. Tell everybody who um, is going to listen, even if they're not interested, and most people aren't. <laughs> um, tell everybody that you're getting out and doing this running streak because once you get past that 60 days, it really does get difficult then to to break it because 60 days is a long time. You've, you've been running for um, 
he only been running for over two months and you get in there. Um, I'm not sure what day I'm on at the moment, um, which is good because now it's become such an ingrained part of my life that I uh, that I don't really sort of take much note of the days. But I've got an app on my phone and I'm just getting in and just having a look now to see where I am as of yesterday. So yes, as of yesterday, 251 days. So that really isn't a streak that um or, or an act of consistency if you like that that i am going to break anytime soon <laughs> and if i do it's going to take me a hell of a long time to to build up to this so obviously the next goal is to to get 365 days um of running um and then from that it will probably i'll, I'll aim towards the 500 days then the two year then the thousand days then what they call gump day which is the same amount of days that, that forest gump was supposed to have run so that has really worked cons- as as an act of consistency for me, and this is the next stage in sort of training that consistency into myself is to ensuring that every Sunday morning, um, I get out of bed, I do what I need to do, make a coffee, um, and then I come and sit down here for half an hour and make this podcast, which you know. I know that they're probably going to be pretty rough in the early days, and and when I get to day sixty five, I'm probably going to look back at, at these early days and go, Christ, they, they were awful. <laughs> but I, you know, um, you lot are listening to them, which is good. So 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 there's something going right so far, and, and the listener numbers are fairly consistent over the first two episodes. So whoever listened to the first one, I'm hoping you're the same people who've come back for the second one, and you're listening now. Yeah. So 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 this is part of that act of consistency for me as well. And get out there. I have contacted a few people as well to come on as guests. Um, and some people are quite shy about coming on, but, but I think we will we will get there. And that is my computer making stupid noises. Let me just stick that on mute. Um, and again, that is something that I'll work on. So um, yeah, so this week I think when I when I started the last episode, it was just after the weekend. So I'd taken a group of people from work. Up into the Brecon Beacons to to do the fan dance route, which was really great because, like I say, there was a lot of people there who didn't think we're, we're going to finish that, and they pushed through and they got it done, which was absolutely amazing. Um, on the Sunday, I then did the Stafford 10K, which was really really good time. And this week, uh, fitness wise, I was taking it nice and easy because yesterday I had a run up here to Catrick Army Garrison, um, which is an annual event called the Paris 10, which I'll I'll, I'll talk about a little bit more at the end of this podcast because it, it ties in with one of my sort of diary entries for this week as well so yeah so for the rest of the week i was actually on holiday um and it's it's quite funny because holidays for me and when i was talking to my partner about this while we were away it was, it was quite funny because i said i said as we were going um the, the you know my fiance now is very different to probably to to relationships i've had in the past um I've always looked in the past for somebody who is very much like myself because you know you hear the old adage of opposites attract, but you know people who are the same sort of stay together, all that. But um, my, my, my partner now is, is very very different from me. She doesn't enjoy the outdoors. Um, she doesn't enjoy fitness and getting out and, and doing things like that. And is very much a homebody um, who is amazing at a job. Um, really, really, you know, that was one of the reasons I fell in love with this this woman was we, we worked together and I just thought what an amazing person she was at, at a job. And um, but 
like I said, we're very, very different. But when we're together, we're, you know, we have we have an amazing time. So I did say to her on the way out, she was like, oh, you're looking forward to your holiday. And I was like, oh, I find it really stressful trying to, um, you know, uh, book this holiday because I'm, I'm trying to find things to do that we'll both like and blah, blah, blah and all that. And she was like, well, you shouldn't find holiday stressful. You know, it should be a time to relax. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So anyway, on the, the, the first day or two um she's asking what have you got planned what are you going to do and i'm thinking shit what what can i plan because you know for me i'm going to we went to north wales and for me north wales is a playground it's an outdoor playground where you climb mountains you fly down zip wires (laughs) and you do all sorts of stuff like that so um so she's asking me what i've got planned i'm thinking christ what, what what can i plan for us to do so I'd, I'd looked at all the, the various things that, you know, we, we could go and do together. So going to Landudno, having a trip along the pier, playing in the fair, stuff like that. Um, going out, maybe if the sea was calm, going out for a little ride out to sort of Puffin Island because, you you know, she doesn't really like boats that much as well. And I'm, I'm not a great swimmer, so I'm not particularly fussy on going out in a, in a rough boat. Um, so, yeah, so she's asking me what I've got planned. I'm trying to work out what to plan. And, oh, it, was, it was just really, really stressful for me. And it was only probably on the second day when we were talking about this. And, well, it was the second day, really, I sat down and... I got my journal out and I thought, right, I need to sort of put my feelings into words about this. And what I realised was, because we had a quick chat the night before, was she was wanting me to plan to do things because she didn't want me to be bored or, or have a crap time. And because she was asking me what I had planned, I was then trying to plan things to, to keep her happy. So <laughs> really, both of us could sit down and relax in this holiday so first of all, I was sort of framing this as a bad situation or something that was holding me back. But the more I analysed it, the more I began to think that this is actually beneficial for me. So as I wrote this entry, I was it was, it was nine o'clock in the morning. I was lying in bed. My partner was beside me. Our little family of dogs, Bella and Mads, were blissfully asleep on the bed around us. Um, and I had time to reflect as I was writing this journal entry. So really during this holiday, what I was being forced to have really was a holiday as it should be, <laughs> which is a holiday where you take time to kick back, to relax, to not do very much at all and just to sort of reboot. And I can't think how many times in the past where I have booked a holiday um, away with sort of other partners and I've had to, you know, you've booked sort of a seven-day holiday away, but I've had to book sort of 10 or 14 days off because I've needed those extra couple of days off to relax before I went back to work, which sort of defeats the whole point of having the holiday, doesn't it? So I've very rarely in my life just put time aside for myself as downtime. And what happens then is I become burned out. I go through stages then of self-imposed hardship where I tell myself the world around me and particularly those close to me are just asking too much of me. And, you know, you then start to get resentful because you're, you're constantly constantly busy and constantly doing things and trying to organize things for other people so what i decided after this holiday because it was a really good holiday in the end and what we did was all all we actually did first day um we um we got there we relaxed we went to the beach second day was pretty much when i got up and wrote this um article so i thought right instead of instead of any any active thing today um 
I'm, I'm going to book us a spa day. So we had a really nice. Um, well, we went out to <laughs> went out to Bodnar Gardens in the morning, which is really lovely National Trust Gardens. However, it was like a rainforest, and that the rain was coming down sideways. It was windy. Storm Agnes was really sort of battering us. So we we had breakfast there and, and pretty much came home. But in the afternoon, we had this spa afternoon. Um, where we just went. We had massages. We sat in the pool. We relaxed. It was really, really nice. Really, really sort of relaxing. Um, and then third day, um, you know, we had a bit of a drive around, went up to Landona, went around the Great Home, everything really, really relaxing. And I've actually, for the first time, come back on Friday from this holiday feeling relaxed. I felt, you know, I could have come back on Friday and gone straight into work on the Saturday and, and, and been relaxed rather than what I've had to do in the past, which is which is a revelation for me almost because my life now is, is very, very different. And I pack in all the active things that I want to do just throughout the year. I don't have to pack them into that that week, um, that you know, that week or two weeks that you sort of book off to go on holidays. I can do them. I can just do them throughout the year. You know, if I say to if I say to 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 Adele now, look, I um, weekend after next, I'm going away. I'm going to be ziplining. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be walking the Panheim way. I'm going to be wild camping out and whatever just like yeah fine okay not an issue no arguments about it she lets me go and do these things without you know without any sort of um any sort of recourse or, or any moaning as long as you know i think you've got to consider your partner you've got to consider that you know they might want to spend time with you because apparently they, they might quite like you but the fact is i can pack in all the active things i want to do just throughout the year um and then when i have these um, you know, when you have these sort of week or two weeks off, you can then just kick back and relax. And that's where I need to be, really. Um, so, you know, I think moving forward, um, I want to plan at least three periods of the year where I've got four days where we just go away, um, we relax as a family, we do pretty much nothing. Um, I don't make podcasts. I don't do any sort of strenuous runs. I'm not trying to train for anything. I'm not thinking of work. I'm not doing anything like that. And I am just kicking back and relaxing. And, and that's, I think, um, going off this holiday, probably more beneficial for me. And then pack all the busy stuff, all the stuff that I want to do, whether it's work, um, whether it's doing stuff voluntary, whether it's um, you know fitness activities. Just I just do that throughout the rest of the year. But ensure that I am putting in those times to just sit back and relax because that's something I've never ever done um you know if I think of holidays in the past where you've maybe you know gone out to Spain Mallorca anything like that it's been like right right okay how much can we pack into this holiday how many things can we go out and do um yeah and you just come back naked so I think for me the whole point of this is that we need to plan these times in our life to relax and and just become a more rounded person because if I plan these times in to relax um, three or four times a year, then you know I'm going to be fitter. I'm going to be healthier, um, mentally and physically, and and your relationship's going to be strong because you you also spend that time together, just chatting, talking, meandering around, relaxing, doing whatever you want to do. And um, so yeah, it was a bit a bit of a revelation for me. So the second entry in my diary this week was, um, and it ties into to what I did yesterday, really into the Paris Ten, really really well. In that what I've realised in my life is I'm not a, um, and I, I probably, I think I realised this probably about sort of 10 years ago really, when I was looking around at everybody who's 
got lots and lots of knowledge in various different narrow fields and the specialists in that. And I've never, ever been a specialist in anything because I like to know about everything rather than just one thing. And if I think back to when I was a child, I remember, you know, my dad was uh, always somebody came up with these sort of one-liners and these quotes and somebody told me they were an expert on something. And I remember my dad saying to me that, that, that an expert is just somebody who knows more and more about less and less. And that seemed to me at the time to be um, a really boring thing to be, to just have that. Because, you know, as a, as a kid, as a teenager, I was interested in everything. I was interested in astronomy. I was interested in the armed forces. I was interested in nature. I was interested in mathematics. I was interested in everything. I wanted to know about everything. And I didn't want to just narrow myself down to being that um, specialist in any sort of area. Um, and even when I joined the forces, you know, I, I wanted to know about all different types of, the, you know, what I was doing in the forces. I, I didn't really want to tie me down. I spent my time on a, on a specialist unit for a little while. Um, but, you know, when, when it came out of that, I, I, I broadened my horizons a lot more. And I struggled with that as well when it came out of the forces in that I thought, you know, I've got no, I've, I, I began to think that I had no sort of real skill because wasn't a specialist or wasn't an expert in, in anything at all I had good knowledge of logistics and over time I got great knowledge of the transport industry where it certainly wasn't something that I wanted to be an expert in or specialize in and round about my uh, early 40s um, this started to to bear fruit for me and I realized then um, just how valuable generalists are um, within our society and that generalists generally are the people who become the leaders and um, because what they do is they surround themselves with specialists and they become the conductor and um, really so rather than being the, the virtuoso violinist they are the person who conducts all the specialists and um, if I think of my, my workplace now, you know, I have three or four managers who work for me who have real sorts of good, amazing, amazing um, guys and girls and have, uh, you know, amazing knowledge and specialisms. And I know I can lean on them and get the information that, that I need to. Um, they can advise me. Um, I can take a broader view of what they're doing and, and, and create some direction as well. And, you know, working in senior management, um, I think that's what you need to do. You need to be that conductor of the orchestra rather than the, like, like I say, the virtuoso violinist who's, who's just got that, that one, th one thing. And when you surround yourself with these specialists, you can, um, you know, you can create a lot more value for the business or for your life in, 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 in general. And if I look at yesterday, um, so I've done the, I've done the Paris 10 race probably about, five or six times now, I don't know. Um, and I've done the one up at Catrick Garrison, I think three or four times. Um, and I knew there was were down at Colchester. So um, the Panis 10 race, you basically run it over this really sort of hilly terrain um, up in Catterick, um And it's a recreation of um, the final sort of 10 mile forced march that the parachute regiment do at the end of the training. So you do it in boots and you carry 35 pounds on your back. So, you know, in the past, I've put my own sort of training schedule together. I've gone out there and I've done that. Uh, and I've had varying different times. Um, when I've sort of gone out and really tried, I think my fastest time was two hours and nine minutes. And, and although they called it the Paris 10, it was actually about 9.3, 9.4 miles or something like that. So two hours, nine minutes carrying that, that's, that's really, really good. The, the actual pass mark for sort of a 20-year-old 
uh, para is, is is one out of fifty, and you know I'm fifty years of age, so um, the chances of me sort of doing that are are pretty pretty low. Although not impossible, because people there yesterday did do that. So my goal was to ensure that at some point I could get below two hours. And I've trained for that in the past, and I say two hours nine minutes is 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 what I've got and been hanging out <laughs> really um, to coin a military phase. Uh, it, it's been tough. I've come over that line with not an ounce of energy left. So um, I um, engaged the services of a coach, um, ex-military guy who coaches people uh, who are going forward for special forces training and he also coaches civilians through these sort of remote training groups that he has. I know the guy, I've had him on my other podcast, Nick Range, top guy. So anyway, um, only been sort of on his training program for about four weeks, now, four weeks, but he, um, he actually tailored it um, the last sort of four weeks to the Paris Tech. So people who were going to go to the Paris 10, he, he put this training plan together. And he was like, right, okay, so these are the things you need to do. So the past four weeks, I've probably not, um, I don't think, I've not followed it religiously. And there's been days where I've not been able to do his workouts. But I've still got out there and I've still done a workout for the day. Like, see, even if it's only midnight mile. But about um, two weeks ago, it was a real, um, what you call build phase, which was getting out and it was doing loaded runs. So carry him 20, 25 pounds. Pretty much most days over six, seven miles, um, and just getting into a really good pace and, and pacing it out and do it. So that week really for me, um, which you know it was a week you're not going to see in any sort of normal running coaches training plan. Uh, I went out and stuck to it as best I could. Uh, let's say because life gets in the way, doesn't it? Um, and and had a really good week and it, it really cemented my confidence in my, in my loaded running and getting out there and felt really really good doing that. So yesterday I turned up at the Paris 10 um, and thought, right, I've got a fairly good chance today of, of getting round about the two-hour mark. And I, I actually prob- actually thought I'm probably going to get sort of 2.05, something like that. I'm going to knock sort of two minutes off this. Um, so I decided yesterday, rather than sticking with a group of people, I was going to get out there, I was going to get my head down, I was going to do my own thing. And uh, I went out there. Um, got through the first five miles and thought this is all right. I'm feeling feeling good, and I'd run most of that. Obviously, um, walked up some of the hills, but a really sort of fast pace. And then the last sort of four, three or four miles is is pretty tough. It's uh, a lot of really steep hills, water obstacles, um, etc. But I sort of just pushed myself through that as well, uh, and actually crossed the line in about one hour fifty eight minutes and fifty something seconds. So about two minutes under the, the two hours, which which it aimed for. But um, what I hadn't realised is that the, the, the course has now been extended. <laughs> so rather than sort of the 9.3 miles, it was about it was just under 10 miles, it was 9.9. So I'd actually done a longer course and managed to knock 10 minutes off my, my previous best time. And that is all because, as a generalist, I engaged the services of a specialist <laughs> who got me out there and did that and for me um i'll always be a generalist i'm never going to specialize in any one particular area there are people out there who, who probably beat themselves up a little bit because they are these um and, and like i say i did in my younger days they beat themselves up because they don't have this sort of specialist area of knowledge um but being a generalist um is makes you an amazing coordinator 
because you've got more of a wider wider view of what things going on you can step out of that specialism and see how each specialism relates to each other and once you can see how each specialism relates to each other you can then come up with a plan and, and guide the specialists and, and the the business or your life as a whole in the way that, that you want it to go so yeah so yeah it, it's been a really sort of enlightening week for me it's it's shown me that um i function well as a generalist and it's also shown me that that downtime and this downtime this week was a mental and physical downtime and it was a really easy week running it was a really easy week mentally uh, and i feel totally refreshed um as i as i finish my week off now um and i'm going to go back into work on tuesday um and yeah i'm going to feel i'm i'm, I'm going to feel like i've i've had some time off i've had that refreshing um reboot uh, and that I can crack on and and get on with the plans and work and be you know not only be a better employee but at home I can be a better um, a better partner um, I can be a better friend to people. It was great to um, great to catch up with with all my sort of tabbing and running friends yesterday. Um, yeah, and uh, as an athlete, that downtime also um, has made me better. And as has as engaging. <laughs> A, a specialist to uh, to help me out there. So that's it for a, a another week. Um, once again, if you listen to this podcast, thank you very very much. Give me your feedback. Thank you for those who, who've sent me your feedback. Also, if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of the people who I've contacted to come on the podcast, don't be shy. Uh, come on, uh, and we will have a chat around it. It's nice, nice and easy. Thirty minutes of your life. That's all it is. Um, yeah, so I'm going to continue now um, this next week working on my consistency and getting out there doing my runs um, and also just I'll report back next week uh, about how the downtime and how that, that, that rest over this past week or so has improved. So have a great week everybody and I shall see you on the Diary of a Middle-Aged Man next week.